Hello everyone, this is Steven Zogel from the Bear Minimum Podcast. Today we have the Bears at the Vikings. Um, second time they've matched up this season. And uh, hey, we came out with a win. What do you know? What a terrific. I don't know what that was. It's like a Elmer Fudd type of thing right there. Terrific. I don't know. Anyways, came out with a terrific win uh, over a division rival with the Vikings. I'm going to be talking about some things I like, some things I don't like. This might be a shorter podcast than usual. We'll see. Sometimes I tend to ramble. You know, that's okay. So, another week and another solid outing for Trubisky. Um, it seems that the offense is, at least for today, was geared much more towards the run. Uh, easy to see where when you have David Montgomery running 32 times, which I think a lot of fans were kind of asking for. Maybe not, you know, necessarily 32 times, but to give him more carries, more touches. Because if you go off last week, it's like he got that one big 80-yard rip. And then after that, I think he only touched the ball about 10 or 11 times after that. So this time, they really laid it on thick. With like at least, like, I don't know, three C's, you know. A lot of touches for David Montgomery. And I think part of that had to do with no Cordero Patterson. He got some type of injury, I think an ankle injury, earlier in the game. Um, and they, I think they were just kind of using him as a decoy later in the game. Like, he could still kind of go out there. He still returned some kicks. But they pretty much didn't use him in the offense. Which was kind of a blessing in disguise. But first I'm going to keep on on, to, uh, on Mitch for right now. Um, he was pretty limited in passing. He didn't have a crazy passing outage. I think he had over 200 yards and uh, touched on an interception. And other than the, he pretty much had like two bad throws the whole entire game. He started off real hot. I think he was like 9 of 10 to start off. And we sustained some like really long touchdown drives. Which is great to see, but also odd because it's, where has that been? throughout, you know, the whole entire season. I, I guess you might be able to contribute that to the Bill Lazor um, switch. Uh, hard to tell. It definitely seems like they're more balanced. There's still some questionable calls, like when Pat Patterson is in. It seems like they're still, like, way too, you know, tempted to, to utilize him within the offense, which is fine, but when you have Montgomery, who seems to be just, you know, hard runner, good vision, not the fastest guy, but has the most heart, that's what I'm going to say, has the most heart, you know? Not an easy down, and he just, he'll just keep on coming at you. And this is what happens, I think I wrote down here, I wrote, David Montgomery has arrived, I think. Because this is what happens when he has 
just a decent offensive line. And he's producing, I think this is his third game in a row, that he's been producing like massively. I, I know for a fact this is his second game in a row where he's had two touchdowns in the same game. And he's been just a humongous asset. Before it was like, you know, he would get the ball and the line was so porous that, you know, the defenders would come and hit him before he even had a chance to get back to the line of scrimmage. Now all of a sudden he can get, you know, to the line of scrimmage without really being touched, which is a massive improvement. And I'm going to be talking about the line later on. But very satisfied with David Montgomery. Had that really big run. Um, I think it was in the third or fourth quarter. Where he was just... He, it was like a 15-yard run. He was just carrying dudes on his back. Just... Just shoving them, man. Just getting them all the way into the end zone. It's great to see. So I'm really happy for him. Because I think he's been a underutilized and underappreciated piece of this offense which needs to be worked in much more and uh, going back to Mitch it's going to be interesting interesting primarily because I've been seeing articles about you know do the Bears try and resign him for, you know, maybe a year or two prove it contract or something like that. And I think that's way too soon right now. I don't think we can really start talking about that until the end of the season. And my reasoning is pretty much just because we've kind of seen this before. Mitch is still kind of beating up on bad defenses. And until he really gets a win over a team of significance with you know at least showing that he is capable I'm pretty hard-pressed in trying to give him another contract and letting him stay here one end you have the argument of you know who else are they going to sign which is fair you know they have foals here still and I'm not exactly sure what you're gonna do with them and there's also the case of some people thinking that Trubisky doesn't want to be here because Nagy benched him. But I'd have to say, I don't really know of any other team that would necessarily have Mitch competing in the starting lineup. I mean, if he wants to be the starter, I think the Bears might be his best bet. It seems either most teams are either going to try and get a replacement in the draft this season, or... They're going to, you know, ride with their guy because they just drafted somebody like a season or two ago. And Mitch has way too many question marks to really take a gamble on making him a starter, especially in a brand new system. So it's hard to really tell what's going to happen with Mitch at the end of the season. For me, I think for me to even consider Mitch being extended, I would have to see him, of course, beat the Jags next week which is another bad team, so I think he's going to do good in that game. And then he's going to have to beat the Packers, which is kind of a monkey on the back for this whole entire team. Um, 
And of course you have Aaron Rodgers who's playing out of his mind. But even if the Bears do that, and somehow if we get into the playoffs, then I'll need to see Mitch have to, you know, play well against playoff caliber defenses, which very well could be the Packers again. Or, I guess not, no, because they would have the first seed. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. Anyways. But anyways, I would have to see Mitch to perform consistently well as he has been for the past three weeks in the playoff, you know, to the end of the season and through the playoffs for me to even consider bringing him back for like a low, you know, low year, you know, deal. And so I kind of talked about this previous, but that Patterson injury was kind of a blessing for the offense. It kind of stopped Laser and Nagy having to find plays to insert Patterson at random times because of that injury. I think could be. I think he can be utilized in the offense, you know, to a certain extent. But I don't. I just don't like the way that they're using him. It seems like every time that they have him in the game, it's always just a handoff, you know, to the right or to the left, and it doesn't really seem to be that creative. And so with the injury, it seems like the Bears were forced to give the ball to Montgomery because the only other backup was Nall. And, you know, I don't think you're going to be splitting a lot of reps between Montgomery and Nall. You're going to be giving them to Montgomery primarily. And it worked out. I mean, it's, it's kind of the game kind of showed that Montgomery could be a every down back. And it seemed like, you know, with the uptick of carries of having 32 carries that he didn't really ever slow down during the game. That's what's encouraging to me. Hopefully we can see the offense continue to do that throughout the next couple of weeks. I hope they don't revert back to, you know, the Texans thing where they give them a couple of runs and then after that, you know, they only give them like 10 runs on the whole entire day. Because I think that's that really helped out Mitch, too, because he didn't have to rely so much on having to throw the ball downfield because we were able to run on the Vikings, which hasn't been something that the Bears' offensive line has been able to really do this season. Uh, another thing I noticed, too, was uh, Miller, Anthony Miller, was outsnapped by Javon Wims, which is concerning. I don't know how you're going to... Uh, I don't know what I don't know what's up with Miller right now. He had that good good uh good catch on a third and long in the game, but that was like the only catch that he had, I think. Darnell Mooney is definitely a number two receiver on this team right now. And it seems like Miller is slowly getting his possibly working his way out of, you know, the lineup, which even, you know, kind of proves that like I said, Wims had more snaps than he did. You know, Jav Javon Wims, the guy who got suspended for a couple of games for punching a dude. I, I, so I don't really know what's happening with him there. It also leads, you know, thinking of the future in terms of the wide receiver position. What do you do if Robinson, you know, walks away? Or if we don't tag him or something like that, franchise tag him? Because then it's really like you have Mooney, who is looks to be a really good wide receiver. I don't know if he's a number one right now, but he looks to be a really good wide receiver. 
And if you lose Robinson, that's a significant chunk of your offense. And either you're going to have to try and find somebody through free agency who I don't, you know, I don't know who which wide receiver is going to be in free agency. Or you're going to have to try and draft somebody again. So you're essentially losing a player to just gain a player that could not even be, you know, couldn't, might not even pan out, right? So that's going to be something to look into the future. Um, because if we also, you know, lose, if Miller just, you know, degrades over time, then that's another loss at the wide receiver core, then we really don't have anybody. We're kind of back to, you know, John Fox era wide receivers where you might have like one good guy in Mooney and then everyone else is just kind of, you know, trash or meh at best, you know? And moving on, I mean, Mooney still... He's consistently been playing out of his mind. I don't think he's had a dropped pass for the year. He's caught everything coming his way. He's fast. He had some really nice catches today. Slipping by some folks. He had the touchdown early on from Mitch. It seems like he's a special player that Pace was able to get in the fifth round. So credit to Pace. He's able to get a, you know... Diamond in, in the rough potentially. So, you know that's pretty much what what I have to say about Mooney, the wide receivers. In terms of tight ends, Graham had a decent. You know he had, he made a couple, couple catches. Komet had two catches. Nothing crazy. He seemed to be more utilized in the run game. The whole entire offense today was very run centric. Obviously, it seemed like Montgomery was just in another level today. So not surprising that, you know, the tight ends didn't get tons of attention. And Mitch, overall, I think he only had a little bit over 20 passes anyways. And then the offensive line. Something, something's happening here. Something seems to be slowly gelling. You have, you know, Leno on the left tackle. You have, you know, Cody White here as a guard. Mustafer as a center. Alex Bars as a as a guard as well, and then Afedi on the right tackle side, and it seems to be working. This is I think they said the f the fourth or fifth game in a row that this line has played together consistently. And it seems like they're just slowly getting better, albeit like I said earlier, it could just be bad defenses. But I mean, this is what you want to see. It seems like they're slowly gelling. It seems like Mustafer is playing exceptionally well in the center position and it seems like bears might have also just kind of walked into finding two really solid offensive linemen which also i wonder why was rashad coward why was he why was he not out sooner that's what i want to know i i mean what did what did Nagy and juan costello see in him that made them want him to be in over bars right as a guard i don't know but you know right now we have mustafer and bars and that seems to be going well and then onto the defense mixed bag on one hand and one hand they had two big fourth down stops that helped um you know one pretty much sealed the win the, the other one was a great stop 
for the Vikings. It seemed like it was going to be a potential naggy mess up where, you know, it was like fourth and one and the Vikings were about to punt. Then Nagy called a timeout and the Vikings came back on to, you know, run a play to try and get the first down. It would have been very classic Bears to just outthink themselves and for the Vikings to get a first down. But, you know, they stopped him there, but they still let up a lot of points. And the run defense wasn't that good. And the pass defense, I guess they can kind of get a little bit of a, of you know, a pass in terms of having two rookie DBs have to play in, in for Buster Screen and Jalen Johnson. So, you know, that is what it is. Injuries happen. Teams, all, all teams kind of go through that stuff. And that's, you just have to adapt to it. So you can't really be too mad at, you know, rookies not playing well against Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, so what are you going to do, you know? But uh, Roquan Smith, he had a pretty solid game. He was all over the place. And in the line, they were able to get some big sacks. Bilal Nichols, he's looking like another pace late round, you know, gem for the defensive line. Looks like a really good contributor. And, uh, but going forward, we're going to have to see the defense shore up all of its holes, especially when we get to the last week against the Packers, because if you're not careful, it's just gonna, it's going to be another blowout game. And it'll be very classic for the last game in the season where the Bears have to win to make the playoffs. And the Packers just absolutely decimate the Bears as, you know, they usually do. And so for that to happen, I don't know if Pagano has to do a different type of scheme. It seems like he always plays prevent. It seems like he always thinks that we can get more pressure with just the front four. Which I guess isn't a terrible strategy, but it doesn't really seem to be working. It seems like we give up far more yards and get them into red zones super fast. Now, I'm not sure what the red zone defense is still rated. I remember earlier in the year we were like number one or number two so maybe we're still we're still higher higher ranked but that's another thing that we would have to consider as well is that we need to if we're going to try and even attempt to get into the playoffs the defense has to it's, i mean it's, it's crazy it seems like you know freaky friday all of a sudden the offense is playing pretty consistent and the bears defense is inconsistent so hopefully that can uh be short up in the next few weeks. And then special teams, Cairo Santos, uh, the Bears have a kicker. He's made 22 field goals in a row. He's four behind tying Robbie Gold for for the franchise record of 26 in a, in a row. It seems to just to be automatic. I mean, you know, of course, as I say that, he's probably going to suck now, but right now, Cairo Santos, he seems to be like a... We just... <laughs> kind of accidentally found him after having that crazy reality tv show of you know 10 kickers in one team and uh but you know better to have him than tonight you know what nothing to really complain about and special teams they've been pretty solid so yeah and then uh going forward 
don't know. I was asked a question about the draft, but I might have to put some more thought into that in terms of where should the Bears attempt, you know, who should they draft? I'm not exactly sure. Because I think the number one need, the biggest need, would be offensive line, right? But we also need quarterback. I mean, we just need a lot of stuff. And then if Robinson leaves, we could also use a wide receiver. So I don't know. I'll probably have to put some more thought into that and think a bit harder to give some realistic options. But yeah, for now, that's about it. Great win. Great team win. And we're going to be looking forward to next week against the Jaguars, who is another bad team, and we should be able to beat them fairly easily. Until then, thank you for listening. My name is Steven Zokel. This is the Bare Minimum Podcast. The song is uh, Bare Necessities by 8-Bit Jazz. You can find him on YouTube. Thanks for listening. <laughs>